0: Payne County, oh, yeah. Oklahoma. It's the Pastors of Pain. We're, a, a, we're a radio show and a podcast. <laughs> 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 we're coming to you almost live. Live in that we are both in the same room.
1: And we both have pulses.
0: And uh, we yep. are alive in the Lord. Ooh. And come on. That was awesome. uh, we, uh, we are recording this from uh, Stillwater Catholic Radio, no, Stillwater Radio? Stillwater, Stillwater Radio. Stillwater Catholic Radio. I think, Man, I think it's my dream. Man, presumption. I think if I had a whole bunch of money, I'd just, just buy out Stillwater if Radio. If I had a million
1: dollars. I think it'd cost
0: more than that. But, really?
1: Million uh, a million dollars is a lot of money.
0: We're here and uh, at the studios of Pete 94.3.
1: Oh, yeah. That's where we record, if you oh, didn't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us around, and you'd, you'd say, why are
1: they going to the radio station?
0: Oh, yeah. It's to record the award-winning
1: Pastor's opinion. Not sure it's award-winning. Well, wait, we, you know. <laughs> it's something winning. Yeah, we, it's gold. Gold star bar. our mom's winning. Maybe. Yeah, maybe remember when you get. We're almost.
0: This episode. Ready for this. No, this episode I'm is going to put us over forty thousand downloads.
1: Is that a lot? I used to do that every time. I don't know. I hate I don't know. you. I just want. I just want one of those old school blue ribbons with like it's got it says like second place and it has the name of the event and like how fast you ran or dodged. I just want most improved. <laughs> most improved. Most
0: improved <laughs> award. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a great gift. You know, I went in here last week. Woo-hoo! Uh,
1: I mean, oh, sad so day. Mean. Oh, weird We tears. actually had
0: uh, at the parish, it was a kind of a rough week. We had multiple You had funerals, three funerals. Three funerals in four days. And, uh, anyway, so that was the, actually the day of the day we were going to record was, I uh, was, uh, Father Robert and I were ministering to a family. And so I was texted Father Carey and I was like, I'm not coming. You're on your own, but he brought in Clay Furley.
1: Yeah, and you guys did and did a great job. It was a good did time. A great job talking about prayer and the scripture. So yeah, go back how to and, read how to read the scriptures. You know, it's go back and listen to that because most people, good. most people, even Catholics, don't know the ancient four senses of scripture. That's true. That you can get out of the catechism, but also you can just read, just Google Catholic four senses of scripture or Bible four senses of scripture because we talked about like how to pray and how to. Read the scriptures in light of yes. those four ancient senses.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff. I read a book by Mark Shea called I think it was called The Four Senses of Scripture. Oh, appropriate title. Before I went to seminary, anyway, it was good. But anyway, that was good. That was good. Good episode. So we're back. We're back in the studio. Back to full strength here. Um, not that Clay isn't a nice person, but he's not a pastor of pain. He's not. Now he wishes he was.
1: There was a, a lot of upset uh, college students that they didn't get chosen. ha. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I said, well, one Clay Furley works how did for Clay me. Camp-
0: get, how did Clay get
1: chosen? Camp, he's he's my, one of my campus ministers. Oh, and he was there, and he <laughs> that had- was
0: that was the key. <laughs> he was there. He had
1: forty five minutes, and we also had some things planned that day. And I said, dude, you're coming with me. And he's like, what are we doing? I said, it you was good. You're going to record a podcast. He's like. Uh, yeah, it was good, like the Dan Patrick Show. <laughs> yes, just like the Dan Patrick Show.
0: <laughs> well, we are. Uh, it's a. It's beautiful. It's February. We just came coming off a, a big snow snow day, which was awesome. I got so much done that snow day. All the I had all these projects that were just sort of hanging over so us. Our, our mission and vision plan for our, our for our ten year plan. Just doing the final edits on this booklet that we're going to send everybody. We're doing a Stations of the Cross booklet of our beautiful Stations of the Cross, and I just like, it's been sitting on my desk and just needed like, you know, an hour, hour and a half of just right. undivided attention. Good. Snow day. Nailed it. Wow. Nailed it. Got them, got them done. So a couple, couple little more little more steps along those roads, and oh.
1: then they'll be published. Are you saying and that yeah. uh, so you need Stations of the Cross because Lent is coming up? Lent is coming. starts um, So Ash Wednesday. For, March, you, mean, you mean, you mean, you mean free carbon wednesday where holy mother church just hands out free Dishing carbon it out dishes out free carbon on your foreheads and tells wednesday, you wednesday february your, 26th
0: mark your calendars there will be seven masses in the city of stillwater that day uh-huh. your excuses are null and void <laughs> uh, 7 a.m at my place Twelve ten at my place
1: Twelve fifteen at saint john Five thirty at my place. Five p.m. at Saint John, and seven thirty in Spanish. Nine p.m.
0: Two languages, seven masses, one striving for holiness. Free carbon Wednesday. Wednesday. Whoop, whoop. Um, this weekend, Father Kerry. This weekend is is. You know, it's it's the fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time, which uh-huh. makes nobody be like, "Yes, wow,
1: Whoa, huh? wow!" Is it already the fifth Salt Sunday of the ordinary Earth and time? light of the world? Come on, it's but a great at, Sunday. At St.
0: Francis Xavier, uh, it's going to be a little a little special. So, a little a little background. We're, g- we're today we're talking we've talked about the Eucharist before, but we're going to talk a little bit about kind of the practical uh, aspects of the Eucharist, of Holy mm-hmm. Communion, how to receive Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. So, this going back several months. I've been here two years now, and over the course of about a seven-month period, we had at at my parish, um, we would we distribute the Eucharist under the form of bread as the as the, the host, the yeah. sacred host, um, and and really no no major issues there. But then when it came to distributing the Eucharist from the chalice, the precious blood of our Lord, um, we had on several occasions some like some spills. Whoa. And then, and, and don't when you see her spill, don't think like the whole chalice hitting you know, the ground fell to the ground. That that never happened, but it was sort of a, a, a confluence of events of of maybe pe- well, we don't know the whole reasons, but we I decided after several of those and not really getting uh, good explanations of the why to temporarily suspend the distribution of the chalice okay. at, at mass so that we could sort of go back revamp what what is wrong and so we t- we took three steps we took three steps the first step was we got new chalices
1: <laughs> oh new yeah those chalices. little
0: shorties so the chalices they're beautiful they're beautiful i'm very i'm very pleased with them the ones we had before were a little they were kind of tall and thin and and then the, and there wasn't the cup itself at the top you can't see what i'm doing but the the cup at the at the top was kind of um uh, it was shallow, oh, so yeah. I think people little thought shorties. it was like deeper than it was. Uh huh. So that was that was. So we got new chalices, that, and, okay, uh, and they're beautiful. Good. They actually match our ciboriums. Whoa! And, so then the other thing we did okay. was we did uh, we're retraining our uh, extraordinary ministers of holy communion. The, so these, these are mocks. men and women who who assist. So priests, a little background: the priests, bishops, priests, and deacons are the ordinary ministers of communion. Meaning, if there's enough priests bishops, and deacons to distribute communion, then we do it.
1: Yeah. We're the, the priests, bishops, and deacons are the Eucharistic ministers. Yeah. The ordinary. Yeah, we're the ordinary. That word got thrown around the ordinary like, as I'm as a Eucharistic primary. minister. Mm, yeah. No. So
0: then, uh, we, have an, we have a group of, of men and women um, volunteers in the parish who assist with the distribution of communion when there's not enough priests or deacons. Also known
1: continue. as EMOX,
0: extraordinary ministers of holy communion. Thank you very much. They they would uh, uh, they use their their skills in extraordinary situations. Yes. So in a church like ours, uh-huh. where there's a lot of people, multiple places where communion is distributed, we use extraordinary ministers. We try to limit it. I mean, we don't use them in abundance. So we're doing we did a little retraining of our extraordinary ministers, and then we're actually changing the the kind of the traffic flow. So if you sit in the transepts of our church, which is like the picture, our church is like a cross. Yep, it's like the beam, the beams of the cross. Those people are actually going to go a different direction now, um, because there's certain there were certain places. We think one of the causes of the spills was there was like some bumping and jostling uh, as we. As, as we go. Um, so people were uh, kind of bumping into each other. And Anyway, so we've, we've alleviated that. Anyway, so this weekend, both Father Robert and I in our preaching are going to give a little, a little basic lesson on how to receive Holy Communion. Nice. What would you say if you're me and you're preaching this weekend? What, what advice would you give people? What kind of common maybe uh, mistakes uh, do you see people... In, in their reception of Holy Communion, whether at your parish at mm-hmm. St. John Catholic Student Center or you travel around a little
1: bit, you do weddings right, here right. and there. Uh, what do you see? So last Sunday was the, uh, the the Feast of the Presentation of Jesus into the Temple. It was. And I used it as a two-of-three-part two homily that I'm giving on the examination of blank. And last Sunday, about Simeon and Anna, the examination of your reception of Holy Communion. Like, oh, how great. do you receive oh, Jesus? I
0: like that. And like
1: Simeon and Anna, wh- what were they doing? They they were waiting night and day. They knew about this, the God returning to the temple. So w- one, they were prayerful. Two, they they, they had a, a daily life of prayer in preparation for the reception Ooh, the of, the Messiah, of the Messiah, the coming of the Lord in the temple. So So one. Two, Ooh. they had this zeal. Like, this, they had this great deal when they saw little nine-pound, six-ounce little baby Jesus enter into the temple. They were like, oh, oh, yeah. And they went over there, and they, what, honored him by these by these beautiful words and raised him up. Uh, three.
0: Simeon was like, yep, all right, now I can die. Now, uh,
1: now you me, let bro. your servant go in peace. <laughs> your word
0: has been fulfilled. I'm um, out. I'm out. Peace. I can die now. I've seen the Lord.
1: Yeah, and Anna, Anna just has this great love for the Messiah in in that anticipation, waiting.
0: That's what I preach on. Is their their Simeon and
1: Anna's patience mm-hmm. in the face of this long wait to see the Messiah? So one, I, I would say one, uh, be, prepare yourself through prayer when you get to church. You know, don't listen to the radio. You know, prepare so you're yourself.
0: saying that before a person comes to mass, they should be. Spiritually preparing themselves. Oh, Why can't yeah. I just can I just show up? Show up because uh, what happens? I I, I just want to check the box. Just can I just get the bulletin and be done?
1: I I told my students last week. I said. Don't become casual before front, be front of the living God. Ooh. Remember that time when we were in um, St. Peter's Basilica on the Bishop Kelly pilgrimage? Yeah. We were in the Irish Chapel, and it was like Chaz, Stevens, Frankie, Art, all those big, yeah. huge yeah. linemen. Yeah. And that little old man came in with those walking sticks. Yeah. And those dudes, those four big, giant football linemen were standing there with their hands in their pockets. And when that little old man laid those sticks and knelt down on that Right in the rock, middle of the mass. That yeah. rock, stone floor, all of them saw that and they hit the ground. Yeah. So, one, Ooh. like, disposing yourself to great reverence for the Lord and not just like this is just a casual meet and greet between you and Jesus. Uh, two, so have spiritually care, preparing. Have Good. care for what you're receiving. You know, like, mm. if you receive Holy Communion on your tongue, I would encourage you to um, brush your tongue. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> don't have bad breath when you come before the yeah, Lord. Dress nicely. Be, be be like ec- extraordinarily prepared. Yeah, and if I would you, say
0: like especially with like dr- yeah dress and like I mean if you if you have nice clothes wear them. Wear if you have a toothbrush and toothpaste, use them. Now, if you don't have nice clothes, yeah, okay, come anyway. That's okay. Right. If you don't have a toothbrush, um, come anyway. But if you do have those things, one it's a it's a it's a courtesy to uh-huh. the uh, to the priest to the minister who's distributing communion. But it's also making yeah
1: making a uh, a home. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, here, here's one. Okay, here keep, here's going. My, here's, keep going. Keep so, going. You're on a roll. Okay, so three three. I've been thinking about this. Three. Treat holy communion if you receive Jesus the Eucharist in your hand and, and comma when you go to receive the chalice. Imagine you're you're working as an e, as an EOD, an explosive ordnance disposal. Oh. An explosive ordnance disposal person takes very cautious care. They don't become comfortable with what they have in their hands. They don't just like, oh, I'm picking up and dispo, uh, you know, trying to detonate, like. This, Here, this, this bomb, yeah. like that they found, or this, uh, you know, this mine they found on a road in some foreign country. They don't just don't like jokingly toss stuff around, but they're so careful with these things. Or, you know, um, people who have precious, like a precious jewel or diamond or quartz or something of high value that is easily breakable. You don't just like casually just juggle it around. When you, if you receive out of the chalice. You know, on one occasion, someone just stuffed a chalice at me, and I was like, "What?" I almost came at him. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, "Yeah, whoa, whoa, reverence, whoa. reverence. Yeah, like, if, patience, this, if reverence, the, yeah. the care for the blood of God, that one drop will save this, the entire world, and we are participating in this beautiful and awesome salvific act of God of His death and resurrection. Care for it." If you want to know how to care for the precious blood of Jesus, go and watch the scene of the passion. There's a scene of the passion of the scourging of Jesus. Passion of the Christ, the movie. Yeah, the the Passion of the Christ. Go and watch the scene of Mary cleaning up the blood of Jesus at the scourging. So Pontius Pilate's wife brings out these beautiful white towels, beautiful white towels, and hands them, and they begin to clean up. All of the blood. There have been hundreds of scourgings at wow. that pillar. And no one had done nothing with the blood of those people. They Ooh. probably just threw buckets of water down. But what did Mary do? She yeah, got down on her hands and, God, and, and she she now. knew what she was doing. She wasn't just like randomly cleaning up blood. Wow. She was cleaning up All every right. drop so there. Reverence, so, reverence, reverence yeah.
0: spiritual preparedness, Uh huh. reverence in receiving. You're not in a hurry. Um. Yeah, treating treating the body and blood of the Lord with with, with care, care. With like care it's and not dignity. just.
1: Yeah, this is not casual. You're okay. not drinking wine and eating a hunk of bread. You're yeah. eating the flesh of the Son of Man and drinking his. So blood. one
0: one of the points of emphasis this weekend and in, in our homilies, Father Robert and I, is the idea of like of receiving. So if you're if you're receiving on the t- on the tongue, that you're not one one come come close enough. So that the minister doesn't is not reaching, or the minister doesn't have to move. Yes, um, that that, hap, that happens a fair amount, um, but also uh, not sort of lunging or or biting. You <laughs> like see, people like and it's like ah, you're gonna bite my finger off. Um, so, but but receiving, receiving, same thing and true. If you're receiving in the in the hand, and that is that you're not sort of grabbing. Take, 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 no taking. way. Taking, you're not taking. You're receiving. So allow uh, the sacred host to be to be placed on your hand. I would also encourage everybody to have clean hands. Yes. Again, if you're if you're able, if you have the ability to clean your hands, uh, can have clean hands.
1: You guys don't use stupid no. hand sanitizer, do you? We don't, we
0: don't. I mean, so we have it when our when our extraordinary ministers come up, they yeah. will go. Actually, some of them will go into the sacristy. And use a little hand sanitizer, Put but it's rub- not—it's not out.
1: Put rubbing alcohol on dirty hands. It's
0: not—it's uh, <laughs> not out, sort of for all to see.
1: Yeah, what was it? This, this guy like squirted some on a his hands. churches do, and, and they rubbed it on his hands. So like your hands are still dirty. Now they're just covered in scented rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah,
0: thanks. So to receive, so you want to, you want your hands need to be clean. Um, I would say this, like college students and kids who like use their hand as like uh, as their organizer. You know, like got, you shouldn't have writing and I stuff on your I got scolded one
1: time by a priest for Yeah. when I was in I seminary. I would scold somebody for it, but no, I
0: would say, "Okay, if you write it on your hand, whatever, fine, your business." But
1: My but, spiritual director was like, "Hey, dude, those hands are consecrated. Quit writing stuff on them." Yep. And I was like, "Done." Well, and then
0: sometimes you have people like who maybe when it's cold outside, like they have like a sweater and the sweater is like on their hands. It's like, "No, no, no, pull 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 that back." I want to place I'm not, I'm, this, the the host is not touching your sweater, but in you know, but in your anyway to receive. But then also with a flat hand, some people like come up with kind of two hands next to each other, and it's like,
1: which hand do you right left right are you, you know? or you or you praying are you like yeah. bringing your hands up and you're in like, like, like a put, prayer posture you're, and I'm like if, if you're right, right handed
0: if you're right handed put your put your left hand over your right hand, and and have your hand flat flat. Um, so anyway, Those are just a few things. But you're receiving humbly. Receiving. You're not grabbing. You're not sort of like humbly receiving. Not lunging at the, Jesus, the Lord. The, okay. So then the other thing, when you come up, when somebody comes up to receive Holy Communion, um, the the norm is that you you bow. So you bow, and then step forward to to Correct. receive. Then the minister is going to say, if they're holding the the sacred host, they'll say, the body of Christ, and you respond, Amen. 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 And that's both our way of knowing that you're supposed to be there, um, but also that you really believe this. Amen means I believe. Mm-hmm. And so you don't say anything else. You just say amen. And then and then the host uh-huh. is then either placed on your tongue or placed in your hand. Yep. So the bow and then amen. Now, you see some people uh, who, who genuflect yeah. before. that's That's allowed. It's not the it's not it's permissible over. it's permissible um you'll see some people who receive on their knees again uh-huh. permissible um, not not required um it's an act of of piety on the on the part of that individual I would just caution for an, for anybody receiving holy communion be careful of kind of ch- I would say kind of check your motives am I doing this out of reverence or am I doing this because I want everybody to to be aware know, think that I'm this or that. <laughs> so you want to check your purify your motives, check your motives a little bit. So bow and then you say amen. And then what we're emphasizing this weekend too is to then receive the the whether whether the, the host or for the chalice right there, right in front of the minister. Not sort of walking off, not sort of consuming the host as you're as you're leaving. Um we've had a couple instances of that where we've had in some cases we've had to like Sort of chase people down, and they're still holding the host in their hand, and and they're they, maybe they were they were Catholic or they didn't they weren't sure what to do. Uh huh. Um, so we want to avoid any of those kind of potentially irreverent or embarrassing yeah. situations. So that's just a little. That's just a little,
1: a little preview. What else do you see? Oh, you know what I? Uh, there was this, uh, this guy. We'll call him Wary Kawulich. Wherely Kalulich, you know, he was your brother. Ah, yeah. It's a, it's a, I, I shipped him off to Antarctica and uh, he, uh, he, he got eaten by penguins. There's no penguins in Antarctica. I don't think, I think they're in South America. Anywho. So it was me. It was me. I did this really dumb thing years ago. I was in a, I was in a parish somewhere where they allowed intinction. Like you would take the host and you would go over and dump it, dip Jesus in the chalice and then consume him. So I was uh, when I was stationed at Langley Air Force Base, I think in Korea. Uh, oh. when I was stationed in Korea, they allowed us to do that. And I saw somebody do it one time, and it came, and I had a cold. So I received Holy Communion. Oh. And I had a cold and I put the things together of like go over and intinct in the chalice. And I walked over and I dunked Jesus in the chalice that this woman was holding, consumed <laughs> the Eucharist. And after mass, oh, that lady tracked me down. you're not supposed to do that. Well, this was like 2000. Yeah, this was 2000. This was 20. Oh my gosh, this was 20 years ago. So it was a like the Langley Air Force Base Annex Chapel uh, in Hampton Roads, and she came over and gave me a like a hey, you ain't supposed to do that, and this is the reasons why. And I was like, thank you. I didn't feel like who was she? We're we're not allowed to in communicate yeah <laughs> or intinct, intinct. yeah yeah so
0: intinction would be yeah you take taking the host and dipping it into the precious blood the, the precious blood yeah and then consuming
1: it yeah that um, that was a guy I know did that Psh, he's done he's a, changed it what, what a, a loser <laughs> He's changed his way since then. Um, the other thing we're uh, with the chalice is
0: we're, we're in, encouraging people if you're if you're sick or not feeling well to to not go to the chalice. Yeah. Right. It can. That disease can spread that way. Occasionally, in our diocese, we'll get like an order from the bishop's office that like the flu season is particularly bad, and yeah. so the chalices are to be removed. So anyway, using prudential judgment. The other piece, though, is that you just take a sip. This is not a a, a gulp. Right, um, you're taking just uh, just a sip of
1: the precious, of the blood. precious blood. You did know, the Byzantine uh, uh, church in Denver, where I worked as the. I'm you know I'm by ritual. I'm a Ukrainian I've in heard- the Latin Church. I'm an I'm a you know a Uniate. They say. And we used so to have special. to tell people who were new, you'd see them, we'd say, uh, please don't put the spoon in your mouth because you you spoon feed them the, the blessed yeah. sacrament. So the, the lamb and the precious blood are in the chalice. And you say, like, you would, what's your middle name? What's your baptismal name? Like mine's John. So they would say the servant, Brian. the servant of God, Brian, partakes of the holy, oh, precious my body my name and name blood of David for the remission of his sins into life everlasting. And then the person tips their head back, opens their mouth, and you drop the, the Eucharist in their mouth. Oh. And people, you know, Latin, yeah. Latin right people would try to like, oh, like, like, like they your, would put out like their like tongue eating, and you'd like, yeah. like, put your tongue back in your yeah. mouth. And <laughs> or they would like close their mouth on the spoon and you're like, give me back the spoon. And you have to like. But there was, during flu season, there was no option. Like, you don't have an option in the Byzantine church during oh, flu season yeah. because you give people yeah, both of them. Both. So, yeah. You just have to tell them, yeah. hey, please don't do this.
0: So prudential judgment there. Um, the other thing I would really emphasize is for parents to have a have a conversation with your children. Um, parents are the primary educators of their children. So, yes, do your kids receive instruction from their priests and their deacons and their, yeah. their teachers? Yes. But— Ultimately, it should come from parents. So, parents setting a good example for your children, making sure that your children are receiving communion properly, um, would, is would be very helpful both to them and to, uh, and to the parish. Okay. Uh, one one other thing that I'm going to say this weekend that I think may like get a little get a little buzz Hot. like, um, and that is that the church actually has a preference for receiving on the tongue. Versus receiving in the hand. Tell me more. So, in in many countries, if you travel the world, uh, there nobody receives communion in the hand. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's received on the on the tongue. Mm-hmm. So that an American, we ha- we have permission, right? And, and the the documents of the church from our bishops in the United States tell us that it's up to the individual. So you can, if you're in the United States, you can receive on the tongue, or you can receive in the hand. Mm. Um, however, that's not the way it is everywhere in the world. So not, don't be surprised if you go to another country and you go to Mass, which hopefully you do, and you walk up to receive communion and you put your hand out, they're not going to... They that, don't even know. That, right. In <laughs> that country, that communion in the hand is not permissible. Yeah. So that's something to, to keep in mind um, for our people
1: Anyway, so I'm going to say that this weekend. Oh, is, is, uh, is that written somewhere that it's preferred uh, that way, or where's the where's the like the notification uh, that so, the U.S.
0: So we would say that that communion would be should be received, should be received, and then when when permitted by the bishops of that country, it can be received in the hand.
1: Yeah, I think parts of so, India. So, so it's uh,
0: universally <laughs> on the tongue, and then in certain parts of the world. Okay. It's, so there's a bishop, I mean this made the news like this week in, in the Catholic, at least the Catholic news that a bishop like took, took away the, not in the United States, Africa, where like in um, community in the hand is not permitted in that
1: diocese, diocese anymore.
0: So well, I would think of it this way and just again again, for your own in your own choice, your own your own preference, it's just where in which way can it be more reverent? Right. So if you find yourself sort of fumbling, um, if you find yourself kind of not, um, you know, that maybe consider to take
1: communion by mouth. How did they make that transition after the Second Vatican Council? Now, Ooh. I'm not saying it's Vatican II that said people should do that. How did they make that transition? Because you and I were, neither of us were alive. Yeah,
0: no, that's how we were. How did they they go from
1: telling people, okay, hey, y'all, I know you've been kneeling at the communion rail for the last, I don't know, 700 years. Uh, Now, we would like you uh, to uh, receive communion in the hand.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't. I'd like to survey some. I was born that all was happening. But I was taught when when I was a kid, we were to, we were in my parish in uh, Stockton, Diocese of Stockton, California. Shout out! Uh, we were taught to make, and I always remember this to make make a throne for the Lord, make a throne, and that a, kind of actually comes altar. from St. John Chrysostom, fifth century. Yes, make a throne for the Lord, and I've always loved that, and I've always, I mean, I I when I when I was not a priest and was coming to mass like everybody else and receiving communion. Um, that's what I would do. Make a little throne for the Lord. Uh-huh. I love it. Put I love him it. here. So anyway, it's going to be an exciting uh, weekend, as always, uh, receiving the Lord in the Eucharist. And uh, um, could you just say a quick thing about uh, spiritually preparing with confession? Oh, yes. Go. I was going to—I
1: was asking you. Oh, go. That's part of spiritual yeah preparedness. Yeah, yeah. So Not being aware of mortal sin. Right. So my three things that I've been preaching on is how what's your relationship to the Lord, uh, knowing yourself, knowing your sins? How are you being connected to God, loving God? Um, how are you receiving Jesus in the Holy Eucharist? And third, this Sunday, how that other part, how are you loving your neighbor? So mm. becoming spiritually prepared, like, do I have vengeance against that? Am I carrying anger or wrath towards somebody else? hope not. Just to go through the Ten Commandments and the Seven Deadly Sins and— use them as the mirror to look at your life. Hmm. Don't look at yourself in the mirror because you will just say, man, I'm perfect. I'm so good. I'm so handsome.
0: Again, back to the humility. Oh, yes, the
1: humility. humility. Well, we thank you
0: for uh, joining us once again on Pastors of Pain. Uh, Go to uh, your favorite podcast place and give us a review. Ooh, yeah, you should Give us that. a review. I don't know why everyone says that on every podcast, but they should do it. We're doing it too. We're just following the lead of, of others. But anyway, we hope you have a great week, and we'll see you at Mass, and God bless you. God bless you.